Across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, you're waking up to 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. So some tech issues. Ah, technical issues. Yeah, you can never avoid those. No, no. We played the tourists. I only want to be with you, which the lead singer, of course, is Annie Lennox. Oh, there we go. So she was that before she was... The Eurythmics, or whatever they are now. Oh, yes. How you been going this morning? Good, good. What do you think of these COVID-19 cases in schools since they've reopened? Look, I mean, the um, the Premier did sort of warn, and <coughs> we've talked about it a lot, that when as we start to get back to normal, they were expecting to see, you know, hopefully only a slight rise in cases <coughs> and things <coughs> like that. So, look, I, I don't think it's, it's um, out of the... To be expected, I guess. Okay, so it's you know not, I mean? yeah, it wasn't entirely unexpected. Yeah, yeah, but I guess, I guess, what we just have to make sure is that we have to look at, you know, what happened in the schools, see if there was, you know, perhaps something that could have been done better or done differently, and then just make sure that, you know, it's sort of learnt from that to then put out to mm. all the other schools. The government pay for the cleaning. It's almost worth saying we got a COVID here. And the government comes in and just cleans your school <laughs> top to bottom. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, think, is it? No, that's a terrible idea. Well. Don't, no one do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> that's the way my mind works. I know. Yeah, we, yeah. People get very conflicting <laughs> advice from this. You're, you're going off saying do this yeah, and I'm going, well, you no, get no, a, no. You get no, the no, whole no, thing no. clean. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> slippery sli- Do they still have slippery sl- They don't even have them at schools, do they? Do they have, have slippery what? slides at school? They did it. They did it, my kids... Um, I remember they had a little like one of those little put together play things, and it had a little slippery slide in it. My, uh, yeah, I think maybe we had only a small one. Yeah, only a small one. But there you go. But you can get that cleaned. So I reckon that's a good idea. But it's an interesting thing. I was cogitating on this last night, as I want to do. Yes. The fact is that we're going to we're going to pick up a whole lot of cases that we probably didn't know about now. I reckon. Well, and that's why. We've seen the proactive testing in so mm. many areas. That's why so do you we get had tested when you get. How do they? How do these kids have proven? They, they just test if you've got a temperature, do they, or do they test? Yeah. Everybody? So I, I think at the moment it's pretty much if you have any any of the symptoms, it's not that you have to have all of the symptoms. So if you've got a slight fever or whatever, then you get tested. So mm. or perhaps mm. you know I'm I'm not sure on the specifics of these cases. They might have known, might have been in contact with somebody who you know, had recently returned from overseas or something like that. So, yeah, but that's why we had the proactive uh, testing blitz in Tamworth and in Armadale. And I believe they've got one in in some of the other areas in the region as well because they're trying to find those cases that they don't know about. The ones that we don't know about surely are the kids who don't have any symptoms. So it seems to me this one, the younger you are, the less symptoms you have. So it's in theory the... Schools could be have heaps of it, and no one will know. That's a that's very the thing. Terrifying statement. Well, it is to a make. terrifying statement to make, but it, it, the fact is, the kids don't really get it. I guess they do get it, but they don't show it. So as soon as we've taken the kids back to school, we've come up with a few. So I just wonder. I just think it's it's a just another just sign that yeah. people just need to be on the lookout. I don't think it's any need for panic. Mm. I don't think that people need to. Um, start freaking no, out or Gladys anything like that. Gladys did say that. Gladys yeah. did say that. What about old mate over in Western Australia there with his 89% popularity? And they've, got, a, they've got the boat. They've got the boat now that's uh, it's a fishing boat that they've allowed to dock in Fremantle. And uh, there's six cases from that boat now. Mm. And he was saying, 
oh, we know because he wouldn't open the borders. And Gladys was saying we should open all the borders. And this bloke saying, yeah, oh, no, we're not open Western Australia. We're not taking advice from you. Yeah. Can I just say that whole stash was Kelly, so irritating? And then Paul Kelly, the chief medical officer, says, mm. uh, one of the chief, med- one of the one of the leading medical authorities anyway, in the government says something like that, and he goes, "Only Paul Kelly I know is the singer. I'm not taking advice from him either." And now he's got it. That's karma. That's karma. Oh, that's such Mark a. McGowan. I just think I don't see the point of political. No fighting posturing yeah i just i don't and and you know i think that i think they all didn't handle this situation right i think maybe mark mcgowan could have calmed down the language bit but i also think mcgowan accused new south wales of having an inconsistent coronavirus message new south wales had the ruby princess i mean seriously are they trying to give us advice on our borders seriously yeah do you think i should listen to them i'm not listening to them well guess what happened you should have looked in your own backyard you peanut Oh, dear. I hate the bloke. I know. But I think that, you know, he shouldn't have said what he said. But also, we shouldn't be pointing fingers at other states and going, you should be doing this and we blah, blah, blah. I just think that now's not the time for that. Don't, you know, Gladys should have maybe, I mean, I don't know. Did she approach him privately first? Did they have that conversation well, or did she just... she said was we should open all the borders. She, did, she was very mild in her comments, I thought. She was very measured as she always is. She doesn't cr- provoke controversy, but she'll she's entitled to her opinion. I know, but also and I think they've come back and taken it all personally. Well, I think you've got to remember in this, you know, as you said, he's quite popular at the moment, and people in Western Australia like to a, a large extent how Mark McGowan is handling the situation. You, I've spent quite a bit of time over in Western Australia. They just hate Easterners. Yes, right. And That's what the situation to their is opinion. here, and, and this guy is playing to that prejudice, and so is Palaszczuk. They're both playing to Queenslanders. They've been taught all over these years that people from New South Wales and further south, uh, they're not, they're not Queensland. It's all this Queensland. They want to succeed, secede from from the Federation and all this sort of you know posturing that they do. Western Australia is very sim- similar to that. They want to oh. We've got the mining. I mean, when the mining ran out, they were, let me tell you, they went straight through the floor, that economy. So uh, they, they're only hanging on by a thread by that. And I'll tell you a story about Belgium. Oh, my gosh. I just can't do it. I just think you can't discount the feeling. It's a pandemic. And it's, I think, it it's, is, oh, let me finish. It's a tough time for everyone. And Western Australia, the re- a lot of residents in Western Australia are happy with Mark McGowan and how he is handling the crisis and they think that he is doing the right thing for them. They are entitled to that opinion. And no, they're he, not. Yes, they are. They are <laughs> entitled to that opinion. And you're just being grumpy because you don't agree with it. I don't agree with them. And no, you're annoyed you're that right. they don't sit on the same fence as you. Well, you need to calm down. I don't sit on any fence. Haven't you noticed? It's <laughs> exhausting. I have a crack. I need a coffee. We're going to a break. Get your day underway with 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley on Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. I wonder how ScoMo's feeling this morning. <laughs> oh, my word. It's like you want to have an argument. I don't want to have an argument. I just noticed that Bronson Sherry, the rising superstar of the Cronulla Sharks, who ScoMo supports, tested positive for a cocktail of performance-enhancing drugs overnight. 
or yeah. he actually did it in November, but the news came out overnight. Mm. But that's another. That's a blow to Scamo, and he's a big Cronulla support. I reckon he's, he's got the number plate. He's probably dealing with a fair bit else at the moment. I think that might be one of his. Ah oh, no, no, he priorities. likes footy first. He's like any bloke. I'm sure he footy likes footy, first, but I'm sure second. as the the Prime Minister of Australia, he's got um. Well, you'd hope Australia first. <laughs> he always goes to the games and he wears the gear. I reckon he's got the number plate. You know those footy number plates you can get. I've got a friend. I reckon he's got that in Tamworth, who's a Broncos fan. Has he got the Broncos number plate? She, she? has got Broncos everything. Yeah, that's literally Broncos. Broncos pillows. I didn't know that was a thing that you yeah, could get. Yeah, thing. Yeah, Cups, yeah. plates, mm-hmm. uh, like a welcome mat for the front porch. Broncos. So when she uh, she has got any kids? No. When she has kids, you can get the little baby thing. The oh my god, you should definitely get that. that. Yeah, no, yeah. you get her that for the like oh, when you get the, for the baby. Yeah, 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 for the baby. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, did yeah. that with well, the guy. The and he thought it was great. I was thinking for and her birthday. I got birthday. it for five bucks. They were knocking them out. And <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that's the best present ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's got no idea. The Scamo will have the. I reckon he's got Scamo one as oh, as a number plate, god. and it's and it's got the sh- it's a shark's number plate that's what i that's what wow. i picture him as <laughs> okay and he's got the little you know little dangling thing off the mirror mm. can you could get a shark's air freshener probably couldn't you one of those little cardboard air fresheners i suppose so i reckon he's got that too wow well <laughs> i'm sh- you know hopefully he'll um be able to recover and uh and i guess run the country yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah well, they're looking for a new center now they yeah. feel a bit sick about letting uh, Josh Morris go to the Roosters now, I bet. Hey, Annie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never talk footy. What's happening in the news? What's happening in the real news? Oh, so much. It was a big... I actually had to trim down the bulletin today. I was really? going to have to... Oh. Yeah. And then technical issues? And then technical issues. No you're angry at me. <laughs> Tamworth Zone, 1287, 2TM. And 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Now it's good to see that from next week we'll ha- we'll have a little little bit of the restrictions the eased. Normalcy, yes, June yeah, a one. Bit of normalcy, would be yes. good. Yes, yeah. it's um been a long time coming. It's been well, so many weeks, now. and it's still not. I won't I won't be happy until I can walk into the pub, walk up to the bar, say I'll have a schooner, please, thank you very much. Then go choose where I want to sit and sit down and I say know. g'day, mate, to a couple of blokes who are walking in there and just relax. That's I uh, instead of having to. We walk in, we have to find a table, we sit down, they have to come to us and it's a bit And you still even when you're at the table you've gotta you've just gotta be so aware of that that social distancing, mm, I think, right. which is yeah. so hard, you know. Um when I go to Sydney I love um I love going out on a Saturday night and having a bit of a boogie and, and that's probably not gonna be able to happen for a while and it's such a minor thing in the scheme of things, you know. I've been mm. really lucky throughout this whole pandemic in you know i mean we both have we've still been able to come into work yeah you know we've yeah. still been able to come here and, and see people and you know we still have a job and things like that and so i'm very aware that not being able to to go out and um and hit the hit the clubs is a very minor thing yeah but you, you put it that way you're right you're but right. it is i think it is hard it is hard not being able to have those outlets and do those things that you love doing and and mm, have that social mm. aspect so um, and even going out to a restaurant with a whole bunch of people, and you know, you get one of those big round tables. 
Yeah, like any time my family about, try to go out. Yeah, that, well, that's exactly <laughs> right. But you, you sit around, sit about ten people around it, mm. and then someone else turns up and you go, "Oh, yeah, we can we can fit one yeah, more in." And you, everyone moves around, you know, ten in. centimeters, and we get another one in yeah, there. Yeah, and you, Can we get another knife and fork? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't. None I of know. that. None of that. Even so, where you sort of mm. you're at the pub and you've got those long sort of tables and different groups kind of squish on the one yeah, together, and right. you go, "Do you yeah. mind if I sit here?" And they're like, "No, no, go ahead." And It'll just it'll 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 be hard. I think um, I'm very excited. I'm super excited for the beauticians to open. Um, I can't wax my own eyebrows. I'm amazed. I'm amazed that this is this is such a big thing. To be honest, I had no idea how ugly girls were until uh, (laughs) until they all started whinging about the beauticians. The beauty. We won't be beautiful without it. Um, excuse me. All women are still stunning. <laughs> they are stunning. Of course, they are. They just so I'm, take I'm pride just in their appearance. The piss there. Yes. Unlike other people, <laughs> looking across the studio desk uh, here. Right, I think it's time we called this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Annie. Thank Always you. A pleasure. Bye. Dubious pleasure. Hmm. Right across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, this is 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. Why we don't have hover cars. A look, look at ridiculous scientific studies that take us nowhere as a civilization and stop us from getting the hover cars up and running. This, this is a true study. And it's entitled Nasal Packing with Strips of Cured Pork as Treatment for Uncontrollable Epistaxis in a Patient with Glansman Thrombosthenia. Which means stuffing bacon into your nose to stop nose uncontrollable nosebleeds. Can you believe that? It's an actual this is a fair income scientific study. Glansman thrombosthenia is a rare disorder of platelet function that may result in life-threatening hemorrhage, particularly from the nasal vaults. Various medical therapies such as recombinant factor, blah 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 blah, blah and surgical therapies such as uh, nasal packing, laser coagulation, etc. etc. have been described with various degrees of success. We present a unique a unique case report of a four-year-old child with known glansman thrombosthenia, which is uncontrollable nose bleeding, uh, which you can die from this, it doesn't stop, and two separate episodes of life-threatening epistaxis, which is nosebleed, were treated successfully by nasal packing with strips of cured pork, i.e. bacon, because of special circumstances. Results were... Cured salted pork crafted as a nasal tampon and packed within the nasal vault successfully stopped nasal hemorrhage promptly, effectively and without sequelae, whatever that is. In both applications, the patient had complete cessation of nasal bleeding within 24 hours and was was discharged within 72 hours after treatment. The conclusion, to our knowledge, this represents the first description of nasal packing with strips of cured pork, i.e. bacon, for treatment of life-threatening hemorrhage in a patient with glansman Glansman thrombosthenia. (laughs) That is an absolutely true scientific study and says you can cure uncontrollable nose bleeding by stuffing bacon up your nose. Bit of a waste though, isn't it? Now a bloke walks into a bar and orders a drink and the bloke says, look, you look a bit scruffy, but I don't reckon you're going to be able to pay for that, are you? He says, well... If I promise to show you something you've never seen before, will you give me a drink? And he says, oh, all right, mate. So the bloke pulls a hamster out of his pocket and puts it on the bar, and the furry creature runs over to a piano 
and bangs out a brilliant version of Imagine by the Beatles. And, one, and the, that was amazing, said the barman, and he pulls out the pulls him a drink and says, there you go. Once he's finished it, the, other, the bloke says, well, I wouldn't mind another one. He said, well, I'll need another miracle in return, said the barman. So this time he pulls a frog out of his pocket and puts it on the bar. The frog clears his throat and sings Bohemian Rhapsody perfectly. <laughs> At this point, there's a bloke sitting up the other end of the bar and he comes up and he says, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that frog, mate. And he says, yeah, no worries. When the bloke walks out, the barman says, says to him, jeez, mate, that was a bit cheap, wasn't it? You could have got much more than a hundred bucks for a frog like that. The bloke said, it's all right, the hamster's a ventriloquist. Right across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, this is 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. A 68-year-old Chinese man has had a chopstick lodged in his belly after sticking it into his rear out of curiosity. He was always trying to learn. The elderly resident who remains anonymous claimed that he was interested in checking his backside after developing hemorrhoids or piles. <laughs> I piqued his curiosity. Doctors made the shocking discovery during an x-ray scan. There's footage of this online as well. Uh, and he's after he'd gone to hospital for severe abdominal pain. The patient has been discharged from the hospital after medics removed the metal stick. So it's a metal one as well from the pensioners' intestines. Media reports did not specify the chopstick's length, but the Chinese cutlery is typically... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the info about 10 inches long. Footage released by Pear Video shows the long chopstick stuck in the patient's belly. It can be seen moving up and down slightly as the resident breathes. <laughs> the elderly man visited a hospital in Zhongyang, Hubei province in, of central China in April 22. After he suffered severe abdominal pains, lucky he didn't do it a couple of months ago, it would have been right in the middle of the pandemic and he wouldn't have got in. A duty doctor gave him an x-ray scan and then we spotted the metal object in the patient's abdominal cavity. During surgery, he removed the chopstick from his colon. The elderly resident confessed to the medics that he was using the chopstick to check his hemorrhoids. Out <laughs> of curiosity. I never get that curious. Yeah, hemorrhoids also known as piles of swollen. Blah, 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 blah. As, as of this patient, he inserted a metal chopstick from anus to a deep position in his colon, the doctor said. It is indeed very rare. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Tamworth Zone, 1287, 2TM. And 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. And it's time we went to the States and found out what's happening in today's Only in America. Well, I've got two today. The power of karma. Uh, suspected DUI, a woman is in custody. This is in Scottsdale, Arizona, happened overnight. A woman is in custody after allegedly hitting a pedestrian who was running from a crime scene in Scottsdale. Scottsdale police said the situation started at 10.40pm the other night when officers responded to a fight or a reported fight. Witnesses told police a man had assaulted another man and then ran from the scene. A short time later, the same suspect was hit by a vehicle uh, driven by 32-year-old Yasina Garcia, who turned out to be DUI. <laughs> so, uh, two worlds of crime collide. Uh, according to police, Garcia left the scene as well, but was located by officers a short distance away where she was arrested for DUI. And the suspect, who was slightly injured in the accident, uh, was also arrested and taken to hospital. So, She kind of did a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Meanwhile... Uh, California Highway Patrol says, well, you think that's a good DUI story? Hold my beer. 
A suspected DUI driver spent the latter half of his Memorial Day weekend in a stinky situation after being DUI and crashing into a liquid manure storage pond in Sacramento. The California Highway Patrol said the driver called dispatch around. The driver himself called dispatch about 1.30am asking for help after crashing into what was at the time an unknown water source at a dairy farm on Franklin Boulevard. He had not yet realised exactly what he was submerged in. <laughs> 48 minutes after the initial call, firefighters from the fire department found the driver and his vehicle, which was well submerged into the manure pond. Officers later discovered that on top of showing signs of intoxication, the driver had been trying to pull his vehicle out of the pond for about an hour before he called 911. Uh, That's two hours the driver spent in liquefied excrement there. Uh, CHP, the California Highway Patrol, said the driver was arrested on DUI charges very, very carefully. And uh, they're advising people, uh, if you land in a pile of shite, don't try to pull yourself out. (laughs) Two in one day. It's a good advertisement not to drive drunk, isn't it? Right across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, this is 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM.